The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's Ian Guider in for Matt today. Well, the big news out of the Cabinet meeting today was that the ban on evicting renters from their properties will end at the end of March. And the government have also announced plans to help some renters out there get their own home first from their uh, from the person who owns it, if they can, from their local authority, and also some other measures out there. We're going to be debating this and getting some reaction for the next little while. I'm joined by Ivana Bacic, TD, Labour Party leader, Louise Bayless, campaign coordinator with Focus Ireland. But first, let's go to Daniel McConnell, political editor with the Irish Examiner. Danny, yesterday you and pretty much every political correspondent were saying that this ban would actually be extended for a further time. What happened between li- yesterday afternoon and late last night. Yeah, so certainly the guidance heading into that meeting of the party leaders and uh, Housing Minister Dara Bryan was that the ban was was heading towards a kind of a, a temporary extension. Um, but you know, the, the sort, of, sort of the guidance was that they, they were still trying to figure out um, you know what to do with uh, landlords because obviously there, there, there's the concern that the number of landlords uh, exiting the market um, is rising and that that there's essentially not enough uh, landlords coming into the market to replace them. So there was that that, that was a sticking point, and ultimately. There was a warning from the Attorney General Rossa Fanning at that meeting last night that you know the 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 legal basis for extending the eviction ban uh, was coming under legal scrutiny and that the state was essentially exposed to potential legal challenges and ultimately it was decided that because you know despite the ban being in place since October we have still seen an increase in the number of people presenting into homelessness and you know people being evicted from from their properties uh, so it hasn't actually had the desired impact so you know when the the cost of uh, not just the political cost, but the actual cost of, of having this ban in place is rising, and the basis for it actually remaining—you know—it's it, not stacking up. The government made, as it described, a very difficult decision today, weighing everything up that the the, the moratorium would last at, on the 31st of March. Now, we know that there's a kind of a, a lead-in period um, that will stretch out to the yeah. You've of got June. an extra three months, but that's the end. Yeah. Of it. And a lot of people for yeah. those more that moratorium will be pretty much from the end of March because eviction notices have already been in. Place place. They've just been stalled. Danny, the measures announced by the government today, I gave a flavour of them and I spoke to Norma Foley about half an hour ago, that you could, if you are somebody in a position, buy your property from your landlord and they have to sell it at a market rate. The government will step in and provide additional funding for housing bodies and local authorities to purchase homes as well and change the criteria. Does that sound like it's going to do anything? Like, Are the government really confident this is the solution? No, I, I think there's a recognition that that's probably as far as the government can go at this stage. We know that there was resistance from the Department of Finance in terms of you know rewriting the tax code mid-year. They said that's that's what you do on budget day and only on budget day, so they're not prepared to, to reopen or open up that particular front as of now. You know, the, the sort of measures that the government have announced, you know, speaking privately, several ministers have you know they, they accept that they're they're not quite tinkering around the edges, but it, it, it's relatively small fry in the context of, of the scale of the challenge that's now presenting um, itself uh, and uh, all of it is kind of comes back to the supply issue they know they need to ramp up supply they know need to they need to deliver more houses and this idea of you know a, a couple of thousand houses you know between acquisitions and kind of stepping in and, and giving the council's money to buy houses you know really it may help a small number of people but it certainly won't address the fundamental or the overarching issue here because you already have not only the the you know you'll have a lot of hotels 
um, you know, stopping their their, their accommodation uh, uh, offering Pretty towards much in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, in the next few weeks, you already have up to eleven thousand people, you know, formally declared as homeless, in, you know, in in the system already. And as well, you have an acute shortage of of ready made family homes. So you have this perfect storm that's literally getting worse as as we speak. And the government really is, you know, hitting you know is, is hitting the sand in relation to its, its available options. But I think what it is doing, it's paying the price for many years of undersupply, and it's paying the price Price for you know, kind of very slow delivery from the years of 2014 okay. up until the last two okay, years, Danny. Uh, and ultimately we're we're in a, we're in a very serious position now as a result of it. Louise Bayliss from Focus Ireland, how many worried calls have you received so far today? Well, just within our own services, we've been terrified that this moment would happen. And we actually believed, like most people yesterday afternoon, that this wasn't going to be the outcome. And last night, as the announcement were made, our team were very busy going what is going to be this impact on the households that we support and it's going to be devastating. There will be an awful lot of people sitting at home tonight hand in their head, hands in their heads in their hands, terrified of where they're going to go. We know the supply of housing has dried up completely um, apart from the affordability issues there are, there is a supply issue you know, um, if landlords are leaving the market and we know they are like 62% of people in the last quarter said landlords who issued notices termination it was to sell the property. We know these properties will come onto the market. People who are on modest income or, you know, better incomes will be able to purchase maybe because there will be this influx of purchase properties. But for the people we represent, the most marginalised people, the most people who are relying on social housing, this is going to be disastrous because they will be locked out of the private rental market. We haven't filled the supply of social housing we needed. We were relying on the private rental market. That has collapsed now. This ban is going to make it very difficult. The other question we would have to say is, you know, when this ban was announced four or five months ago, there were there were 357 less people homeless than there are now. There are now more people homeless. We also know that like after Paddy's Day, we're going to see tourist season opening up, the drying up of emergency accommodation. The reason the ban was brought in in the first place was because there was no emergency places. What happens now, let alone people being homeless, which is disastrous anyway for children, for older people, for anybody. It's a horrible situation to be. But we're also now in the situation that there may not be emergency accommodation to accommodate them. And that is a frightening scenario. Ivana Patrick, the reason given by the government today is it hasn't worked. It's led to an increase in homelessness, not a decrease in it. And also the constitutional issue here that there might be a challenge. Now, you've been a lawyer all your life. You're an academic lawyer as well. I have a law degree myself. I don't remember an Article 43 of the Constitution saying you've got a right to own an investment property. You've got a right to a home. Well, uh, indeed, Ian, and uh, I should say I've also practised law and uh, have some experience in constitutional cases. And I was very surprised to hear the government suggesting that the Attorney General had given any sort of black and white advice that they couldn't extend the ban because the Constitution is about balancing of rights. Article 43 does recognise a right to private property, but it also recognises that the state can regulate that right and curtail it in accordance with the principles of social justice and the exigencies of the common good. And just, you know, as Louise has said, there are so many families on the cusp of homelessness, families who fear an eviction uh, a notice, families who know that if they are served a notice or indeed when the moratorium comes to an end and they're uh, um, from the 1st of April that they may be facing that cliff edge, they know that there's nowhere to go. I heard today from one mother who has, who has finally found a place to rent after 300 
300 properties had turned her down. Somebody uh, who who uh, has been devastated uh, already uh, at, at uh, losing a previous home and now we're going to see this happening to so many more. I think it's extraordinary, may I say, that the government have taken this decision, particularly as in the weeks leading up to this, they had been indicating that they would extend the ban. And Daniel McConnell reported just now that political correspondents had expected that the ban on evictions would be extended, even just for a few months. We in opposition had certainly understood that was the government's thinking. And every response I had got from the Taoiseach in the Dáil when I'd asked in recent weeks about the eviction ban, it suggested that they were actively considering the extension, they were looking to see how it could be done. And just coming back to your point on the Constitution, Ian, this, it, 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 it seems clear to me that when we're seeing record, appalling numbers of people in homelessness, 11,754, the highest number we've ever seen since records began here. At that time, the court, you know, at such a time, any court in looking at how you balance the right to private property against social justice and the common good would say, well, look, you can extend temporarily, you can make it conditional if you like. Let's, for example, uh, exempt those landlords who are looking to move back from abroad to move into their own property. You could make conditions on it. but to That say number that must be tiny. Like, I know the government are saying 30,000 people every year coming back. That's net migration figures into Ireland. There's not 30,000 people with properties here looking it's to get back into. It's hard to see it, but certainly there are a small number of hard cases and I think you could make a condition, or at least the government could have imposed that sort of conditionality on extending the ban for a few months. There would have been a way, in other words, to do this that would have passed constitutional muster and would have saved families and individuals from homelessness. What we're very fearful about is that we're now going to see a tsunami of evictions. We're going to see eviction notices served and people entering homelessness and unable, like my constituent, unable to find anywhere else to live. Not just anywhere affordable, anywhere at all. The government could and should have used the four months that the eviction ban was in place to put in place the additional support needed. And I mean, we in Labour had put forward just a few weeks ago a series of eight measures that government could have adopted by way of emergency measures to increase supply of housing during the, t- the breathing space given by an eviction ban. And that's what they should have done if they had extended for another even two or three months, I think. That would have bought some more time to put in place, for example, a ramping up of the tenant in situ scheme. And can I just say this, Ian? We've got some very alarming figures about that scheme. Uh, that's the scheme where local authorities are do have power to buy a house where a landlord wishes to sell. And by buying the house, they can keep the tenant in place, a tenant in situ scheme. Dublin City Council, this year so far, have only finished seven sales from the tenant in situ scheme. Our councillor Jane Horgan-Jones got that figure today and we're shocked at how few houses have been uh, have been, how few families have been saved from homelessness through a scheme that the government have been flagging themselves. This is something yeah, that should and be and Louise Bayless, up. the announcement today by Daryl Bryan, the housing minister, look, one, suge- one suggestion is, look, go to the person who you're renting this property off of, get a valuation done and you can buy it off them. They have to give you that right. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people, if they could afford a property right now to buy, they wouldn't have been renting for as long as they have been. They they wouldn't have been renting in the first place and certainly those at the sharp end of homeless crisis and those at most at risk, they certainly don't have deposits. When you're looking at rents of 2,300, 2,500 a month, who paying those rent can afford a deposit to buy the house? I don't think that's that scheme may suit some professionals but uh, which will help some people but for those at the most vulnerable it will not protect and that's who I'm here, you know, advocating for today is for those most vulnerable. You know, if 
if the eviction ban was needed four months ago and now the numbers are increased, why is it not continuing? And the other point I would say is I know their argument is that the eviction ban didn't work. That's because there's a slowdown of exit. It is not because the eviction ban itself didn't work. There would have been over a thousand more households in homelessness had the eviction ban not come into place. The problem is there are no exits um, and, and that's where the problem is. It wasn't the problem with the eviction ban. There was a problem with we weren't moving exits out of homelessness and that's what we need to, to increase and we need to do that um, as soon as possible by schemes such as buying the tenant in situ other things like that and we need to use those radical moments and get those actions done. It's urgent and it felt like we've we asked numerous times could we get a mid-report on how the government were doing. This was always supposed to be a breathing space. What did you do in that breathing space? And it feels and you know I'm sure Minister O'Brien would say other things but from our point of view and I think from the general population it feels like it was left until last night to say, oh, what should we have done? And and that's not fair on families who are sitting there tonight. Ivana Patrick, in the last number of months, there's been a couple of reports in the newspapers that one solution is that the government could buy up a lot of apartment blocks or a lot of homes out there and effectively become a landlord to people. I'm hearing from my sources in the world of finance and property that a lot of the big funds who are building these apartments are stopping. The government have said, look, we will get supply on, supplies coming on. So you now have a position where the people who are building apartments can't do it anymore. And what happened to the plans for the government to actually buy some of these things? Well, again, we need to see a more coherent plan from government on this. We've been calling on government to uh, compulsorily purchase vacant homes, for example, exercise their right to CPO, this compulsory purchase order of vacant homes. We've been calling on government to engage in a rapid building programme with off-site construction. There are companies in Ireland that do that sort of construction on public land and engage in that sort of rapid mobilisation of state resources. Let's use public land. You know, there is certainly a concern about a slowdown in construction. We had a briefing from Dublin City Council's housing department recently and in the Dublin area there's a concern about that. But, you know, we need to see incentives put in place by government to ensure that rapid construction takes place. You know, I I think it's simply not good enough for government to say we're not going to continue with any extension of the eviction ban, which, by the way, was a recommendation from the Minister for Housing, the Taoiseach revealed today. Uh, We're not going to to continue the extension. Uh, You know, and we're going to, in some point in the future, put in place these new schemes. And as I say, when when we're looking at schemes that are already in place, like tenant in situ, we're seeing that they're just failing to deliver because local authorities are not being given the necessary directive. You you know, they should be told you must put in, go in there and buy up a property if a landlord wishes to sell in order to prevent for people from becoming homeless. But I've even heard from landlords who themselves want to see the local authority buy the house they, that they wish to sell in order to keep uh, family renting from homelessness and local authorities not engaging with them on it. So there's uh, a bureaucracy there that needs to be overcome. There's a resistance in some local authorities to operating the scheme and there's no sense of urgency from government that they're going to that they are going to use the time now the summer months to uh, to uh, engage in any sort of rapid increase in supply of housing that's so badly needed it takes more just, than just a couple of months to build a home on the, on the issue of supply focus ireland had a conference today a seminar and it was about uncommenced planning permissions um, ah, where yes. they, there's p- planning permissions in place and they haven't commenced and that is a way because a lot of the housing 
housing delays are through the re, you know the red tape and trying to get planning permission. And while the uncommenced planning permission on your one-off houses aren't going to do it, there are some on building. Well, that's apartments. why I'm hearing that people can't get finance for them, and particularly yeah, the big international funds. Let's are see government out. supply the funding. There are nearly thirty thousand unactivated planning permissions, as yeah. Louise said, that have, where they've gone through the process, they've gone through the red tape, they're ready to go. And again, Dublin City Council, you know, and the state authorities need to step in and deliver on those planning permissions. That That's would resolve a, huge, a great deal of that That, that gets through an awful lot of the bureaucracy and the paperwork. Yeah. And if the finance was made available, it's a quick, rapid solution. That, and they're the type of imaginative, innovative approaches that we need to start looking at. OK, Louise Bayliss from Focus Ireland, Ivana Batchik, Labour Party leader, and Danny McConnell, political editor of the Irish Examiner. Thank you very much for joining us on that. I'll bring some of your comments in just after the break. Keep them coming in 87 102 Stay with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.